So we're moving forward with uh, the book of Ruth, chapter 2, Pasuk Zion. Um, just wanted to mention the incredible sacrifice of Ruth can also be seen from the fact, as we'll see in a moment later in the chapter, that at that point it wasn't known uh, that there is a halacha, Lamoisha Misinai, that said that when the Torah says, that a Moabite cannot marry a Jew, that it only uh, applies to a man and not to a woman. All over the Torah, when it says a Mitzri, an Egyptian can't marry a Jew um, uh, for three generations, we don't say it means only a man and not a woman. It includes the woman too. Same thing with uh, with the Mamzer. It doesn't say Mamzer, it doesn't mean, but a Mamzeres is permitted. We don't say that because the Torah uses the generic form, which is usually male, but it also includes female. It's only here there was a special Allah Lamesh Messinai. So before that, this is very clear from the Chazal in a number of places, the Allah, people were, were living under the impression that no one of Moab is permitted, not, not the man and not the woman. Ruth, when she left Moab, probably must have known, and Nomi must have told her that she's not going to be able to marry a Jew. But it didn't matter to her. For her, the, the willingness to become Jewish was so great that even if it meant that she can't marry a Jew, she, she was willing to give that up. So it shows the great sacrifice. And anyway, let's move to Pazik Zion. But Toyimer and she said, Let me go collect some of that, some of the stalks of wheat and grain, uh, the bundles of wheat, after the cutters, the, the harvesters. Um, but um, oh, sorry. Um, the Nar, the young man, was telling Boyaz about Ruth, who she is, that she she's a Moabite, and she said she thought she decided to come and collect some of the stuff, some of the wheat. But and he says she she came and she stood um, from morning to to night until now. Uh, not till night, till now. Um, and, and he said, this is, um, you know, this is her, yeah, the Malbim says, it means that she's resting now. She went, to, there was a little hut where people would uh, gather to rest up from the hot sun. So now she's sitting in the Habayis Ma'at to rest up a little bit. Um it's interesting. Um, it says earlier, she went to the field and she came. And then she went collecting the field. The Medrash says it's a strange employment of language. In Posa Gimel, it says she went and she came. If you go and you come, coming is the opposite direction of going. You're going, then you're coming back. And then you're collecting the... doesn't make sense. First she went... And she gathered the wheat, and then Vatovi, she came back into town to bring the wheat. But it says, So the mother says that first, before she went to that, before she decided to start picking up and collecting the grains and the stalks of uh, grain, she first went back and forth from the city to the field. She shouldn't get lost on the way back. Um, there are other Madrashim that give other interpretations of what it means she went. Um, back and forth. 
Okay, so let's let's move forward in Posik Ches. Boyas. Boyas said the Ruth. So now he turned to Ruth. Alishamat Biti. Altechli, listen to me, my daughter. Altechli Lukabusadach, don't go to other fields. I want you to stay in my field and this is where you should collect. Don't go away from this place. And you should cleave onto my girls. Now the Malbim says that earlier it says she went with the Naorim. Right? She went with a young man. Um... Uh, in, 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 in a few places it says that she was with the Naorim. That means she went, when, he said you should cleave onto the girls that Boaz was teaching her. He understood she was a novice, she was a newcomer to the Jewish tradition. And she didn't understand so much the uh, the rules of, of, of Tznias the way it's practiced in the Jewish community, that uh, boys and girls don't mix. In the Moabite culture, even those who are more refined, uh, like Ruth, um, the mingling between men and women was not a big deal. So he told her, you know, he was trying to teach her the ways of the way Jews practice Tznias. He saw she was Sunua Be'etzem, but there's certain things she wasn't aware, she wasn't sensitive to yet. So he said, you should cleave onto my girls. That means there were two sides of the field. One side were boys, and the other side were girls uh, harvesting. And she said, you should stay on the side where the girls are. But I want you to stay here. You should keep your eyes on the, uh, on the, on the harvesters where they cut, and you should follow them, the, the girls. And he says, uh, as the Malbim explains, I told the young boys, the boys who were harvesting on the other side of the field, where you used to go before, I told them they shouldn't touch you. That means if they take offense that you're leaving them and now you're moving to the woman's side, I told them not to bother you and that um, I'm telling you to go to the woman's side. But if you ever become thirsty, he wanted to make her comfortable, you should feel comfortable to go to the vessels where we have all the water, which are seas, and you should drink there. Whatever the boys are drawing up from the from the well, you should drink as much as you need. And she fell on her face, and she prostrated herself. That means she was overwhelmingly uh, grateful. Why did I find favor in your eyes to recognize me like this? I'm a stranger. I was told, everything you've done to your mother-in-law, all the kindness. After your husband died, you had no ties left with your mother-in-law because there were no children. So what was your relationship with her? There was no relationship left. But yet you followed her and took care of her. But you abandoned your father and mother. And the land where you were born. And you went to a place 
where you didn't know yesterday or the day before. A nation that you hadn't known previously in your life, a totally new experience, and you were willing to embrace that, even though it was so new and foreign to you. The Medrash says that he was telling her, you went to a nation which you wouldn't have known yesterday and the day before, meaning had you come yesterday or the day before, we wouldn't have accepted you into the Jewish community to marry you or somebody Jewish. Why? Because until until today, the halacha had not been firmly established that a Moabite woman is allowed to marry Jewish. Until now, um, it was the, the the general assumption was that this prohibition applies to men and women. So if you had you come before today, you would have been rejected from marrying anybody Jewish. But now we. Um, that he came today, it's Ashgacha Pratis. Today you came, and today it was established in the Sanhedrin based on testimony of those who knew that there was Allah Sinai, which was forgotten for most people, that Moshe Rabbeinu said explicitly that this Allah only applies to the men, not to the women. Yishalem Hashem, and here now you'd base, he says, May God pay back, Pa'olech, your work, may your reward be complete and whole, from God, the God, Hashem, the God of Israel, you have come to take shelter under his wings. Now this, he says here several things, several things. First, he says, Hashem should pay you back for your work, and your reward should be complete from Hashem Lekesel. Now, what reward is he talking about? So, um, the Malbim says, um, he said, Hashem should give you the reward for converting. That's a great move. It's, it's, it's an enormous move that she made, uh, honoring Hashem's name. And for that alone, she deserves a schar. Like for every mitzvah, there's a schar. And what is Timas Kutech Shleimo? He says, that's another thing. The complete schar is something even greater. What's greater? The way he learns Pshat, he says, the schar, there's a mitzvah. So there's a reward for a mitzvah. You know, you did something good, Hashem will reward you in Elam Haba. But then it's what it says in Chazal, schar mitzvah mitzvah, that the greatest reward of the mitzvah is the connection the mitzvah itself offers to the person. That can, everything else pales in comparison to that reward. Because that's, as we know from Chesidus, it's Hashem's essence. This is all the rewarding and aid, not just a glimmer and a glimmer of what a mitzvah really is. So this is what he's saying. Hashem should give you a reward for the mitzvah, like all other mitzvahs. But that's just a token. But the truth, the complete reward, which will come from Hashem himself, is the very fact that you went and became connected to Hashem's covenant, that itself is the greatest reward. To be able to have a relationship with Hashem like this surpasses uh, by far to all other rewards that you can possibly get for this for this mitzvah. The very fact, the mitzvah itself, the fact itself that you went and became part of that covenant is maskuta shleima, that's the complete scharm. The Chido says another vote. He says, 
in essence, why do you need a bracha? Hashem is, uh, gives reward for everyone who does something good. Well, we need to buzz to give her that bracha. And without buzz giving the bracha, Hashem wouldn't give her schar. Hashem never deprives uh, any, uh, your, any creation, even an animal. Uh, he gives it what it deserves. So why would he have to give a bracha? He said, the prat is like this. First of all, the act of becoming a convert. But then all the mitzvahs you'll do afterwards, you know, the, the becoming a convert is a heroic act. It takes a huge sacrifice to do what she did. And it's, it's um, unrivaled by any mitzvah a Jew who was born Jewish can do. Right? We already discussed this before. That the Ruth said that she did it out of love. She had no obligation to do it. So that's uh, it's by far a, a, a much greater merit than any other mitzvah a Jew who is a native Jew can possibly earn from, from any mitzvah. So the Giyu itself, the conversion itself, is, is a, is a, stands out as a very unique, virtuous act that is unrivaled by any other mitzvah. But then he says, the mitzvahs you'll do after you convert, yeah, one could see them as just, you know, you're just a Jew doing mitzvahs, which, of course, is a reward. He says, no. All the mitzvahs you'll do afterwards are inspired by the same act that you did when you converted. Because every mitzvah you do, you didn't have to do it. Yes, it's true that after you convert, you have an obligation. But you had a choice not to become Jewish. And you became Jewish. So that unique quality of act that your conversion has carries over to all the mitzvahs you do later. And that was a brach he gave her, that Hashem should see every mitzvah through the lens of this heroic act of the Giyur itself. So every mitzvah will take on a whole new exponential meaning. It's like the Rebbe says, Tshuva and Masim Toivim. When a Jew about Tshuva does Tshuva, he was first down in the dumps, in the, in the pits of evil, and then he changes his life. All his mitzvahs he does after the Tshuva are inspired by the Tshuva. It's not the same mitzvahs, it's a whole different quality of mitzvahs. <clears throat> the Gemara says in Yevomis that Boyaz here was alluding to another point. He was telling her that it's not just that he appreciated the fact that she converted, but that she didn't delay. The Gemara says there that there are many converts who have a hard time in life. They have challenging lives, physically, material. The Gemara wonders why is that? It could be in time as Manashas. They, 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 they struggled in, in the world. The Gemara comes up with different reasons why this would be so. And, and one answer the Gemara gives, so this is the final answer, that it's because they waited so long with their conversion. And we learn it from Boyaz. He told her, he said two things. First, that you converted. But not only that, you should have a, a perfect reward. Ashaboth, you came, that means you came with speed. You didn't wait. Once you made up your mind. Now, it's interesting. The Rafashim ask, why would a, a ger be liable for not converting earlier? I mean, is there a mitzvah to convert? There's no mitzvah to convert. So, once you convert, you have to do mitzvahs. But but before you convert, we push him away. So, the, so the, the Rabbi Yaakov says, the simple pshat is, not that for 
the, 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 the ger is not held liable for not converting earlier in life. Why would he convert earlier? There's no mitzvah. But it means that once he discovered um, that he wants to be, and he's made up his mind that he shouldn't procrastinate, but go forward with it and do it uh, and, 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 and get it done with. And that's what was uh, unique about, about, about Rus, that she, she completed the thing. But Toysis there is not much. Toysis is much but that there's actually something about um, a ger being held li- responsible for not converting earlier. So some Sefer says, other Mephoshim mentioned also, we know that a ger is not really a goish in his guy. It's, it's, it's a, somebody who has a spark that's already Jewish, except it was lost amongst other nations. So a little bit they carry responsibility for not being in touch with that spark because that spark most likely has already spoken to them earlier in life and um, and it's like the Shechina being in Golas because that spark is a, is a, is a, spark, a godly spark it's a Chelekalaka that's in Golas and they kept the Chelekalaka for so long in Golas so I mean, of course it bedakus a little bit because um it's not possible to hold a non-Jew responsible for not thinking of becoming a convert, but at least there is something there, at least maybe b'shegig, um, that that there was that the, the shechina was in Golis for all these years until he converted. Now the Rebbe in Asichah says a very interesting thing. If you look in Targum. Targum says on the Pasigut base, he says like this May Hashem give you a reward, right, for all you for all the good things that you did, and your reward should be complete. La Alma Asa in Oilam Habo from Hashem, the God of Israel, because you came Liz Gayora to convert and to take shelter under the the, the wings of Hashem, and in that merit you will be saved from Gehenna, and your portion will be with Sora, Rivke, Rochel, Veleya. This is all in that Pasuk. So the Targum adds a whole bunch of things that in the Schus of Ruth converting, she's guaranteed to be saved from Gehenna, and that she will be together with Sora, Rivke, Rochel, Veleya. So the Rebbe explains there's a Medrish. The Medrish says, Many before bring that medrash. They say Rebchase said the medrash brings that pasi. Shalom Hashem Polich, Hashem will pay you for your work. You see, maskut eshlema, your reward will be complete. Mi Hashem al keisro. And Omar Rebchase, what is the maskut eshlema? Mi Hashem al keisro. Asher boss lachsu starts kavafav. That's all he says. Rebchase just cites the pasuk. He says. You say, Maskot Shlemim, Ima Hashem Kaisrol, your reward will be complete from Hashem. Amar Rebchase, what does Rebchase say? He finishes the Pasuk, Hashem Bos, Lachsus, Tarsuk, Nafav. What does Rebchase add? All the Mephoshim want to know. <clears throat> Says the Rebbe that we know from the Medrash later on, we'll see, um, Boyas told her, you like the, the matriarchs. He compared her to the matriarchs of. Uh, we'll see later in the Pasuk where, where it's alluded so says the Rebbe 
how, how could it be that because she converted, she's potter from Gehenim and she's like she's compared to what a what an, an incredible reward and return for for I mean it's a great uh, act of conversion but we're giving her such an enormous reward so the Rebbe says like this the Maila of of a ger unlike any baltruva every baltruva makes a transformation but baltruva is the same person it's a person it's not the same person he's not the same character he had changed his life and changed direction. But in general, he's the same person. It's not like the past is totally gone. The past, he's, he's, he was a Jew before and he's a Jew now. But by Gay, it says that the transformation is so radical that he's cutting Shanae Adam. It's like a whole new person. The whole past doesn't exist anymore. It's completely faded away as if it never happened. That's a very, very radical transformation that we don't find by Baal Tshuva. And he says, that is an incredible schos, that she can be a Moabite woman, and through conversion, it's not a stira that she should be compared to Sarah Rivka That the past has absolutely no influence on the status that she is now. Right? There's no bearing of the past on her present state. Right? It's not a steer at the fact that she was first a Moabite woman, now she's so and, and this is what he was saying to her. Shalom is Polich. First Hashem should give you uh, to you know for doing the great thing. You were kind to your mother in law and that you converted. The reward that you have is that you are able to create that type of transformation, that is unique privilege that only the convert has to have this level. And that's why, as the Targum says, you can, you have the ability, because in her unique situation, she has the ability to be so transformed that she can be to the other extreme. So the highest level of, of a state of, of, of perfection that the uh, Jews have ever known. This is what Rabchasi is saying. Rabchasi is saying, what is the Maskot Shlema? Is that you, the reward of that you have that privilege to be Boslav Besarazkanov. But Toymeri, she said, Please let me find favor in your eyes, my master. You have comforted me. You have spoken on the heart of your maid. And I'm not even worthy to be like one of your maids. She, she felt very humble. Why did you say you comforted me? Of course, he comforted her that he made her feel good. But the comfort means she was worried about something. So many before Shem say that he disclosed to her, like I said in the Posik Yudalev, that luckily you came today because two days ago you wouldn't have been accepted. But we have decided today in the Sanhedrin that you are kosher to become to marry a Jew. So Dichamtani, she was she was comforted by this idea that Baruch Hashem there's hope that she can build a family. Um, so Boya said to her, at the time um, when she was eating, when it was time when they all took a break to eat, come, come, come over here. He invited her to eat from the bread, but to valt pitach 
and you'll dip your bread in vinegar. And she sat on the side of the of the harvesters. He gave her, Rashi says, is, is only once in Tanakh. It's a very unusual word. But he says it means he handed it to her. Kali means uh, grilled uh, grains of, of barley. And she was associated with Toysar and she left over. We know the famous Gemara, the Rebbe brings it a lot in the Sikhs, but Toichal says, Be may David, but Tisba, be may Shloima, but Toysar, be may Rebbe. There's other interpretation that the her schus, David, Shloima, and Rebbe all experienced success and prosperity was all because of Ruth. She left for them these blessings in her merit. Now, Vayoyim Allah is written without a mapic hay. Loh, normally Loh should have a dot inside the hay to say her. Right? There's a dot missing. Normally the dot should be there. Chazal say Vayoyim Allah. The way to read it, Loh, if it, there's no dot in the hay, it is closer a little bit to a loy with an aleph. Loh, with the dot inside, really emphasizes strongly the hay. But when the hay is not emphasized because there's no dot inside, then it can easily be read also loy, which means, according to Chazal, it's a hint that he was responding to her. He says, loy, no, you're wrong. You're not a maid. She said, I'm not even worthy to be one of your maids. So the Loshan of the Medrash is, you're not an an amo, you're an... um, it's a play on the word. Amohis means you're not like one of the maids. Shifcha and Amo. And Amo is the same thing. But uh, he said you're not like one of the Amohis because you're one of the Imohis. You're compared to the matriarchs. Um, now the Rebbe has a very interesting sikha on this, on this Medrash. He said, "Ka'achemaz Rashi brings that pasuk uh, Allah in Pasha's Masei. Um, Where is it in the Matos? End of Matos. There's another time when law is written without a dot in, inside. It's uh, talking about Yoyeb and Menashe that he conquered some cities in the time of Meshach Rabbeinu." Certain cities in in Yardin that he conquered, and he called the city Lo Noivach. Noivach was one of the descendants of Menashe. He called the called the city Noivach by his own name. And Rashi says that it's that there's no dot in the hay there as well. And Rabbi Moshe Darshan said that the reason there's no dot is to teach us that it didn't last. It didn't last. The name didn't stick. So that's why this, you know, mapic the 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 hay is not emphasized to say it's like weak. The naming uh, was only temporary, transient. And then Rashi says, and what is Rabbi Moshe Dashin going to say then when the dot um, is missing by law by boyaz by yom law boyaz? Right? Let me explain the What is the mean? What is the meaning of Rashi's question? And the Rebbe says like this, 
according to Kabbalah, when law is written without a mapic hay, without the dot inside, that means it doesn't emphasize the hay. It means that um, that there is a the it's a sign of klipa, right? The hay is the shechina, you know, the, one of the four letters of Hashem's name. But when the dot is missing, it means that the 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 the, the hay is not emphasized, and there's room for klipa. So the Moshe Dashen is saying by Banoivach, the whole purpose of conquering the land of Eretz Yisrael is to transform the the pagan cities from Klippa to Kedusha, right? That's the concept of conquest, spiritual conquest. So because it didn't last, so that's why it's written with a weak hay, which is without a doubt to say that the transformation wasn't complete. It was weak. And therefore, um, it, 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 it left, left room for the evil that prevailed in, in that place where Noivach was, and it wasn't completely transformed. Ruth transformed herself from one extreme to the other. She became like one of the Imois. That's what Rashi is asking. According to the Mishra Darshan, how can you say the same interpretation here? Law, you'll say law without a doubt to say that what? That um, she wasn't totally transformed. And that's hard to say because Ruth, we know, uh, accomplished a great deal in her conversion. She became Mamish the Tachlis Akedusha. And that's behind sort of a, a Remezi Rashi's question. But of course, Chazal say that the, the, the lack of the dot is to say, He said, No, you're saying, you're putting yourself down that you're not even like one of the maids. And that's not true. You're not only not like one of the maids, you're like one of the Imahis, like one of the matriarchs. Okay, to be continued. So we're moving forward with uh, the book of Ruth, chapter 2, Pasuk Zion. Um, Just wanted to mention the incredible sacrifice of Ruth can also be seen from the fact, as we'll see in a moment later in the chapter, that at that point it wasn't known uh, that there is a halacha that said that when the Torah says that a Moabite cannot marry a Jew, that it only uh, applies to a man and not to a woman. All over the Torah, when it says a Mitzri, an Egyptian can't marry a Jew um, uh, for three generations, we don't say it means only a man and not a woman. It includes the woman too. Same thing with uh, with the mamzer. It doesn't say mamzer. It doesn't mean, but a mamzeres is permitted. We don't say that because the Torah uses the generic form, which is usually male, but it also includes female. It's only here there was a special Allah Lamesha Messina. So before that, this is very clear from the Chazal in a number of places, the Allah, people were, were living under the impression that no one of Moab is permitted, not, not the man and not the woman. Ruth, when she left Moab, probably must have known, and Nomi must have told her that she's not going to be able to marry a Jew. But it didn't matter to her. For her, the, the willingness to become Jewish was so great that even if it meant that she can't marry a Jew, she, she was willing to give that up. So it shows the great sacrifice. And anyway, let's move to Pazik Zion. But Toy Meren, she said, let me go collect some of that, some of the stalks of wheat and grain, 
the bundles of wheat, after the cutters, the harvesters. Um, but um, oh, sorry. Um, the Nar, the young man, was telling Boyaz about Ruth, who she is, that she she's a Moabite, and she said she thought she decided to come and collect some of the stuff, some of the wheat. And he says she she came and she stood um, from morning to to night until now. Uh, not till night, till now. Um, and, and he says, this is, um, you know, this is her, yeah, the Malbim says, it means that she's resting now. She went, to, there was a little hut where people would uh, gather to rest up from the hot sun. So now she's sitting in the Habayis Ma'at to rest up a little bit. Um it's interesting. Um, it says earlier, she went to the field and she came. And then she went collecting the field. The Medrash says it's a strange employment of language. In Posa Gimel, it says she went and she came. If you go and you come, coming is the opposite direction of going. You're going, then you're coming back. And then you're collecting the... It doesn't make sense. First she went... And she gathered the wheat, and then Vatovi, she came back into town to bring the wheat. But it says, So the mother says that first, before she went to that, before she decided to start picking up and collecting the grains and the stalks of uh, grain, she first went back and forth from the city to the field. She shouldn't get lost on the way back. Um, there are other Madrashim that give other interpretations. What it means, she went um, back and forth. Um, okay, so let's let's move forward in Posikhes. Boyas. Boyas said al Ruth. So now he turned to Ruth. Alishamat biti. Altechli, listen to me, my daughter. Altechli, Don't go to other fields. I want you to stay in my field, and this is where you should collect. Don't Go away from this place. And you should cleave unto my girls. Now the Malbim says that earlier it says she went with the Naorim. Right? She went with the young man. Um... Uh, in, 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 in a few places it says that she was with the Naorim. That means she went, when, he said you should cleave onto the girls that Boaz was teaching her. He understood she was a novice, she was a newcomer to the Jewish tradition. And she didn't understand so much the uh, the rules of, of, of Tznias the way it's practiced in the Jewish community, that uh, boys and girls don't mix. In the Moabite culture, even those who are more refined, uh, like Ruth, um, the mingling between men and women was not a big deal. So he told her, you know, he was trying to teach her the ways of the way Jews practice Tzniyas. He saw she was Sunua Be'etzem, but there's certain things she wasn't aware, she wasn't sensitive to yet. So he said, you should cleave on to my girls. That means there were two sides of the field. 
One side were boys, and the other side were girls uh, harvesting. And she said, you should stay on the side where the girls are. But I want you to stay here. You should keep your eyes on the... Uh, on the on the harvesters where they cut and you should follow them the, the girls and he says as the malbum explains i told the young boys the boys who were harvesting on the other side of the field where you used to go before i told them they shouldn't touch you that means if they take offense that you're leaving them and now you're moving to the woman's side i told them not to bother you and that um, i'm telling you to go to the woman's side but if you ever become thirsty, he wanted to make her comfortable, you should feel comfortable to go to the vessels where we have all the water, and you should drink there, whatever the boys are drawing up from the from the well, you should drink as much as you need. And she fell on her face, and she prostrated herself. That means she was overwhelmingly... Uh, grateful. Why did I find favor in your eyes to recognize me like this? I'm a stranger. I was told, everything you've done to your mother-in-law, all the kindness, after your husband died, but they, you had no ties left with your mother-in-law because there were no children. So what was your relationship with her? There was no relationship left. But yet you followed her and took care of her. You abandoned your father and mother. And the land where you were born. And you went to a place where you didn't know yesterday or the day before. A nation that you hadn't known previously in your life, a totally new experience, and you were willing to embrace that, even though it was so new and foreign to you. The Medrash says that he was telling her, you went to a nation which you wouldn't have known yesterday and the day before, meaning had you come yesterday or the day before, we wouldn't have accepted you into the Jewish community to marry Jew or somebody Jewish. Why? Because until until today, the halacha had not been firmly established that a Moabite woman is allowed to marry Jewish. Until now, um, it was the, the the general assumption was that this prohibition applies to men and women. So if you had you come before today, you would have been rejected from marrying anybody Jewish. But now we. Um, that he came today, it's Ashgacha Pratis. Today you came, and today it was established in the Sanhedrin based on testimony of those who knew that there was Allah which was forgotten for most people, that Moshe Rabbeinu said explicitly that this Allah only applies to the men, not to the women. Yishalem Hashem, and here now you'd base, he says, May God pay back, Pa'olech, your work, may your reward be complete and whole. From God, the God, Hashem, the God of Israel, you have come to take shelter under his wings. Now, this, he says here several things, several things. 
Yishalom Hashem Polech Esimah Skutach Shleimo. First he says, Hashem should pay you back for your work, and your reward should be complete from Hashem Lekesol. Now, what reward is he talking about? So, um, the Malbim says, um, he said, Hashem should give you the reward for converting. That's a great move. It's, it's, a, it's an enormous move that she made, uh, honoring Hashem's name. And for that alone, she deserves a schar. Like for every mitzvah, there's a schar. And what is Timas uh, Kutech Shleimo? He says, that's another thing. The complete schar is something even greater. What's greater? The way he learns Pshat, he says, there's a mitzvah. So there's a reward for a mitzvah. You know, you did something good. Hashem will reward you in Elam Haba. But then it's what it says in Chazal, schar mitzvah mitzvah, that the greatest reward of the mitzvah is the connection the mitzvah itself offers to the person. That can, everything else pales in comparison to that reward. Because that's, as we know from Chesidus, it's Hashem's essence. This is all the rewarding and aid, not just a glimmer and a glimmer of what a mitzvah really is. So this is what he's saying. Hashem should give you a reward for the mitzvah, like all other mitzvahs. But that's just a token. But the truth, the complete reward, which will come from Hashem himself, is the very fact that you went and became connected to Hashem's covenant, that itself is the greatest reward. To be able to have a relationship with Hashem like this surpasses uh, by far to all other rewards that you can possibly get for this for this mitzvah. The very fact, the mitzvah itself, the fact itself that you went and became part of that covenant is maskuta shleima, that's the complete scharm. The Chido says another devote. He says, in essence, why do you need a bracha? Hashem is, uh, gives reward for everyone who does something good. Well, we need the boaz to give her that bracha. And without boaz giving the bracha, Hashem wouldn't give her schar. Hashem never deprives uh, any, uh, any creation, even an animal. Uh, he gives it what it deserves. So why would he have to give a bracha? He said, the prat is like this. First of all, the act of becoming a convert. But then all the mitzvahs you'll do afterwards, you know, the, the becoming a convert is a heroic act. It takes a huge sacrifice to do what she did. And it's, it's um, unrivaled by any mitzvah a Jew who's born Jewish can do. Right? We already discussed this before. That the Ruth said that she did it out of love. She had no obligation to do it. So that's uh, it's by far a, a much greater merit than any other mitzvah a Jew who is a native Jew can possibly earn from, from any mitzvah. So the giyur itself, the conversion itself, is, is a, is a, stands out as a very unique, virtuous act that is unrivaled by any other mitzvah. But then he says, the mitzvahs you'll do after you convert, yeah, one could see them as just, you know, you're just a Jew doing mitzvahs, which, of course, is a reward. He says, no. All the mitzvahs you'll do afterwards are inspired by the same act that you did when you converted. Because every mitzvah you do, you didn't have to do it. Yes, it's true that after you convert, you have an obligation. But you had a choice not to become Jewish. And you became Jewish. So that unique quality of act that your conversion has carries over to all the mitzvahs you do later. 
And that was the brach he gave her, that Hashem should see every mitzvah through the lens of this heroic act of the giur itself. So every mitzvah will take on a whole new exponential meaning. It's like the Rebbe says, tshuva and masim toivim. When a Jew about tshuva does tshuva, he was first down in the dumps, in the, in the pits of evil, and then he changed his life. All his mitzvahs he does after the tshuva are inspired by the tshuva. It's not the same mitzvahs. It's a whole different quality of mitzvahs. <clears throat> the Gemara says in Yevomis that Boyaz here was alluding to another point. He was telling her that it's not just that he appreciated the fact that she converted, but that she didn't delay. The Gemara says there that there are many converts who have a hard time in life. They have challenging lives, physically, material. The Gemara wonders why is that? It could be in time as Manashas. They, they, they struggled in the, in the world. The Gemara comes up with different reasons why this would be so. And, and one answer the Gemara gives, so this is the final answer, that it's because they waited so long with their conversion. And we learn it from Boyaz. He told her, he said two things. First, that you converted. But not only that, you should have a, a perfect reward. Ashaboth, you came, that means you came with speed. You didn't wait. Once you made up your mind. Now, it's interesting. The Rafashim ask, why would a, a ger be liable for not converting earlier? I mean, is there a mitzvah to convert? There's no mitzvah to convert. So once you convert, you have to do mitzvahs. But but before he converts, other rabbi we push him away. So the so the the Rabbi Yaakov Emden says simple pshat is not that uh, for the 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 the, the, the ger is not held liable for not converting earlier in life. Why would he convert earlier? There's no mitzvah. But it means that once he discovered um, that he wants to be and he's made up his mind. That he shouldn't procrastinate, but go forward with it and do it, uh, and 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 get it done with. And that's what was uh, unique about 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 Ruth, that she she completed the thing. But Toysis there is not much. Toysis much, but that there's actually something about um, a ger being held li- responsible for not converting earlier. So some Sefer says, other Mefarsha mentioned also. We know that a ger is not really a goish in his guy. It's it's. It's a, somebody who had a spark that's already Jewish, except it was lost amongst other nations. So a little bit, they carry responsibility for not being in touch with that spark, because that spark most likely has already spoken to them earlier in life, and um, and it's like the Shechina being in Golas, because that spark is a, is a, is a, spark, a godly spark. It's a Chelek that's in Golas. And they kept the Chelek for so long in Golas. So, I mean, of course, it's Bedakus a little bit, because um, it's not possible to hold a, a non-Jew responsible for not thinking of becoming a convert. But at least there is something there, at least maybe B'Shegig, um, that, that, there was, that the, the Shechina was in Golas, for all these years until he converted. Now the Rebbe in Asicha says a very interesting thing. If you look in Targum, Targum says 
on the Pasigut base. He says like this, May Hashem give you a reward, right, for all you for all the good things that you did, and your reward should be complete. La Alma Da in Oilam Habo from Hashem, the God of Israel, because you came Liz Gayora to convert and to take shelter under the the, the wings of Hashem. And in that merit, you will be saved from Gehenna, and your portion will be with Sora, Rivke, Rochel, Veleya. This is all in that Pasuk. So the Targum adds a whole bunch of things that in the Schus of Ruth converting, she's guaranteed to be saved from Gehenna, and that she will be together with Sora, Rivke, Rochel, Veleya. So the Rebbe explains there's a Medrish. The Medrish says, Rebchase, many before she bring that medrash. They say Rebchase said the, the medrash brings that posse. Shalom Hashem Polech, Hashem will pay you for your work. You see, Maskut Shlema, your reward will be complete. Mimashem al Kaisol. And Omar Rebchase, what is the Maskut Shlema? Mimashem al Kaisol. Asher Bos Lachsus Tachet Kavafav. That's all he says. Rebchase just cites the pasuk. He says. You say, Maskotar Shleimem, Ima Hashem Kaisol, your reward will be complete from Hashem. Amar Rebchase, what does Rebchase say? He finishes the Pasuk. What does Rebchase add? All the Mephoshim want to know. <clears throat> Says the Rebbe that we know from the Medrash later on, we'll see. Um, Boyas told her, You like the, the matriarchs. He compared her to the matriarchs. Uh, we'll see later in the Pesach where it's alluded so says the Rebbe how, how could it be that because she converted she's Potter from Gehenna and she's like she's compared to what a what an, an incredible reward and return for, for I mean it's a great act of conversion but we're giving such an enormous reward so the Rebbe says like this the Maila of, of a Ger, unlike any Baltruva, every Baltruva makes a transformation. A Baltruva is the same person. It's a person, it's not the same person, he's not the same character. He had changed his life and changed direction, but in general, he's the same person. It's not like the past is totally gone. The past, he's, he's, he was a Jew before and he's a Jew now. But by Ger, it says that the transformation is so radical that he's cut in Shanae Adam. It's like a whole new person. The whole past doesn't exist anymore. It's completely f- faded away as if it never happened. That's a very, very radical transformation that we don't find by Baal Tshuva. And he says, that is an incredible schos, that she can be a Moabite woman, and through conversion, it's not a stira that she should be compared to that the past has absolutely no influence on the status that she is now. Right? There's no bearing of the past on her present state. Right? It's not a steer at the fact that she was first a Moabite woman, now she's so and, and this is what he was saying to her. Shalom Hashem Polech. First Hashem should give you uh, to work for, you know, for doing the great thing. You were kind to your mother-in-law and that you converted. The reward that you have is that you are able to create that type of transformation, that is a unique privilege that only the convert has 
to have this level, and that's why, as the Targum says, you can, you have the ability, wus, because in her unique situation, she has the ability to be so transformed that she can be to the other extreme. So the highest level of of a state of 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 perfection that uh, Jews have ever known. This is what the Pchasi is saying. Pchasi is saying, what is the Maskot Shlema? Is that you the reward of that you have that privilege to be boss last of But Toimer and she said, Please let me find favor in your eyes, my master. You have comforted me. You have spoken on the heart of your maid. And I'm not even worthy to be like one of your maids. She, she felt very humble. Why did you say you comforted me? Of course, he comforted her that he made her feel good. But the comfort means she was worried about something. So many before him say that he disclosed to her, like I said in the Posik Yudalev, that luckily you came today because two days ago you wouldn't have been accepted. But we have decided today in the Sanhedrin that you are kosher to become to marry a Jew. So Dichamtani, she was she was comforted by this idea that Bo Hashem there's hope that she can build a family. Um, so Boyaz said to her, at the time um, when she was eating, when it was time when they all took a break to eat, come, come over here, he invited her to eat from the bread, and you'll dip your bread in vinegar. And she said, on the side of the of the harvesters, Vayitzbot Lakali, he gave her. Uh, Rashi says Vayitzbot is is only once in Tanakh. It's a very unusual word, but he says it means he handed it to her. Kali means uh, grilled uh, grains of of barley. Vatoichal she ate vatizba and she was associated vatoisar and she left over. We know the famous Gemara. The Rebbe brings it a lot in the Sichas vatoichal. Um, it says, "Be David, v'tisba be me be shloima, v'toisar be me be me Rabbi." There's other interpretation that the her schus David shloima and and Rabbi all experienced success and prosperity was all because of Ruth. She left for them these blessings in her merit. Now, Vayoyim Allah is written without a mapic hay. Loh. Normally, Loh should have a dot inside the hay to say her. Right? There's a dot missing. Normally, the dot should be there. Chazal say, Vayoyim Allah. The way to read it, Loh, if it, there's no dot in the hay, it is closer a little bit to a loy with an aleph. Loh with a dot inside really emphasizes strongly the hay. But when the hay is not emphasized because there's no dot inside, then it can easily be read also loy, which means, according to Chazal, it's a hint that he was responding to her. He says, loy, no, you're wrong. You're not a maid. She said, I'm not even worthy to be one of your maids. So the Loshan HaMedrash is, you're not an, uh, an, an amo. You're, um, 
Yenatka achas ha'amohis, yachas ha'imohis. Am, it's a play on the word. Amohis means you're not like one of the maids. Shifcha and Amo. And Amo is the same thing. But uh, he said, you're not like one of the Amohis because you're one of the Imohis. You, you're compared to the matriarchs. Um, now the Rebbe has a very interesting sikha on this, on this Medrash. He said, Ka'achemaz Rashi brings that uh, in Pasha's Masei, where is it in uh, Matos? There's another time when law is written without a dot in, inside. It's uh, talking about Yoyeb and Menashe, that he conquered some cities in the time of Meshach Rabbeinu, certain cities in, in Everayardin that he conquered. And he called the city Lo Noivach. Noivach was one of the descendants of Menashe. He called uh, called the city Noivach by his own name. And Rashi says that it's that there's no depth in the hay there as well. And Rabbi Moshe Darshan said that the reason there's no doubt is to teach us that it didn't last. It didn't last. The name didn't stick. So that's why this, you know, mapic the the the, the hay is not emphasized to say it's like weak. The naming uh, was only temporary, transient. And then Rashi says, and what is Rabbi Moshe Dashi going to say then when the um, dad is missing by law, by boyaz, by law, boyaz? Right? Let me explain the pichsides. What is the mean? What is the meaning of Rashi's question? And the Rebbe says like this. According to Kabbalah, when law is written without a mapic hay, without the dot inside, that means it doesn't emphasize the hay. It means that um, that there is a that it's a sign of klipper, right? The hay is the shechina, you know, the, one of the four letters of Hashem's name. But when the dot is missing, it means that the 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 the, the hay is not emphasized, and there's room for klipper. So the Moshe Dashen is saying by Noivach, the whole purpose of conquering the land of Eretz Yisrael is to transform the the pagan cities from Klippa to Kedusha, right? That's the concept of conquest, spiritual conquest. So because it didn't last, so that's why it's written with a weak hay, which is without a doubt to say that the transformation wasn't complete. It was weak. And therefore... Um, it, 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 it left, left room for the evil that prevailed in, in that place where Noivach was, and it wasn't completely transformed. Ruth transformed herself from one extreme to the other. She became like one of the Imois. That's what Rashi is asking. According to Ramesh Adarshan, how can you say the same interpretation here? Law, you'll say law without a doubt to say that what? that um, she wasn't totally transformed. And that's hard to say because Ruth, we know, uh, accomplished a great deal in her conversion. She became Mamish the Tachlis HaKedusha. And that's behind sort of a, a Remezi Rashi's question. But of course, Chazal say that the, the, the lack of the dot is to say, he said, no, you're saying, you're putting yourself down that you're not even like one of the maids. That's not true. You're not only not like one of the maids, you're like one of the emojis, like one of the 
matriarchs okay to be continued